All right, welcome to Movie and a Beer, everybody. This is Dan bringing us in, and we watched a crazy Netflix exclusive with bum, bum. some amazing friends tonight, and we have... Who are the friends? I don't we know. We have some co-hosts. Have I'm co-hosts Aaron. Uh, happy to join you. I'm your Sierra expert. Sierra. Nice. I'm Blake. I'm your Russo expert. And I'm Brian. I know everything there ever is to know about filmmaking. More than we do. So yes, you have that title and you're welcome to that title. So we watched this movie <laughs> called Gray Man. But who are you? The Gray Man. I, uh, yeah, yeah, that is a good question. Oh, I'm serious. You never actually hear his name in the film. We're going to totally plot spoil that right up front. Wait, like you never hear the name of the main host of this podcast. Well, I said it's I Dan Kapersky. This is Dan bringing us in. I'm, I'm good. It's no all good. names, dude. Like, what? Not, not he says it all the time. Doxing on the internet. He'll pl- I know. Please, please. If you feel like the need, I you, feel like you, he's. You've said your name last name on the podcast before. I have. Okay, so yeah. then calm down. But you guys don't. I'll talk to you. you no, be, oh, well. good. You please, be, I need, you need the attention. Private about our names. His name is Blake. He lives in Portland. Give he him does. Attention. I live in so Portland. We're, we're we're very talkative tonight because we had to drink three beers during this episode. We didn't have to, but we did we, because the movie is over two hours long. My dad would always say, "You don't have to. You movie. get to." Yeah, so we got to drink three beers. We we knew what we were going to watch. What is the movie we watched tonight? We we watched The Gray Man. So it's a next Netflix exclusive. Should we, we, start over? we No, we don't need to okay, start okay. over. We're good. I mean, it's all good. Uh, this we, is why people listen to us. We all okay. All five all, listeners. All yeah, yeah, I was gonna do that. <laughs> it's all good. The we knew what we were watching ahead of time. Yeah. So in yeah. this case, we stopped at Bridgetown Beer House. Shout out a, to those a, a guys. regular regular we, spot. We get beers from them periodically, probably once a month or so. And we picked a bunch of different beers out. We're like, hey, out of these like six different beers, let's pick the ones we want to. And for and this, we went a uh, like a lighter beer, like a it's yeah. a it's, it's the, a summer movie blockbuster. Exactly. So. Like if a theaters were si- like if theaters were still safe, you know, safer to go to. Yeah, this would be a phenomenal a just middle of the day. Death. Yeah, so, <laughs> exactly. So, Middle of the day, yeah. popcorn, big soda, just big boom thing. With lots just, of water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a world <laughs> where <laughs> beer exists. It does. So we also, uh, I'm going to do shout out to Screen Junkies and, and their wonderful <laughs> mm-hmm. episodes. Honest, Honest trailers. trailers. Honest Trailers on, on YouTube. Because we watched it at the end, like after the fact. I, I didn't want to totally spoil it because they, they spoil a lot when they do those episodes. But it, mm-hmm. it helps you understand the funniness and the silliness of the film, which really helps you appreciate it more because oh, they yeah. really, really dug into believing in themselves. Like the Russo brothers who directed this film and the writers were also from Marvel products and our productions and they had multiple I'm a little Marvel upset that they didn't reference Community because the Russos got their action chops by directing the paintball episode of Community, which was shot like with uh, takes from Terminator, Die Hard, all the usual like tropes. And they never mention it. I'm a little bummed. Community is a yeah. phenomenal show. They got mm-hmm. a lot of their chops on there with Dan Harmon. And, but yeah, Arrested Development, excellent. A really fantastic. Really comedy. good. So this is a super secret spy film. With lots of big boom action. Where everybody gets double and triple crossed by the government. Imagine that. Real quick, Ooh. before we get any further, because we don't mm-hmm. usually do, we haven't been doing newer movies. Yeah. Should we just tell everyone right now we're going to spoil it? A li- we're going to spoil it a little bit. We're going to try not to spoil completely. But now, now, if Dan, you watch any of the I, trailers out there, you've pretty much seen the movie. Dan, it's I love you, but action. just are you going to try not to spoil it? I'm going to really try not to spoil <laughs> okay, too okay. much. Where okay, okay. We, Captain we, America is the bad guy. We've all well, everyone knows that. We've yeah. all had some beer, and we're going to try not so, to spoil. But you know, so beer low. He's got the tight white pants and the and the and the, the, the tight the he's tight polo shirts. Yes, the Lloyd stash, Lloyd Hanson stash. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, you want to not go in fresh. We're gonna. I we're going to get into the end, but 
it's like the 80 it's the part of the reason i like it is it's, it really harkens to the 80s and 90s action movies where you don't really need to know the story it's a fun roller coaster ride there's not so, a lot of dialogue so this film is available on netflix yes it's Useful called the gray man yes mm-hmm. and it was made for how much Two hundred million dollars. Yeah, don't look at me for that. A million dollars. Netflix put in $200 million dollars of investment, and it was in the number one spot for Netflix for eight days for that investment. Which uh, for for two hundred million dollars, there's there's plenty of other projects that I think have more viewership and have have a, had a better return for Netflix. So as a business venture, it may not have had like the best payoff. However. As an action movie, if you like action movies, this is a this is an action movie. It is a good action movie. If you if you don't like action movies, this is an action movie. It's, it's a little bit of spycraft in there. There's some uh, yeah. subterfuge as they're speaking to each other, and the explosions happen. Well, it, it, yeah. action movies have sub- subterfuge and, um, and they have explosions. Some and they, do, and they have some witty <laughs> repartee. And this movie has all of that, but it is it is very much an action movie. Yeah. This it's, movie is it, hilarious. It's an entertaining film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very much like the Bourne Identity. Yeah, it's a little reminiscent of James Bond, but I, not. It, it's I'm been updated I call it, I, with the action sequences and how they treat that and how they treat like oh fuck, i'm out of ammo it's more it, it, bond doesn't run out of ammo yeah he never right. does born a little bit sometimes run out of ammo but not really shown very much because he's always running away well, born has more john wick story it does and john wick runs out of ammo and so this is like a cross i think between those three big prod like everyone knows those everyone is familiar with them everyone yeah, has yeah. seen one of them so it's a kind of a combination of those three yeah, where there's it, a lot of action a lot of movement but then it's like oh crap i'm out of rounds you it, threw me it, against- it's a comfortable genre it's not going to yeah. be challenging to no. anyone there's right? not a lot of dialogue but it is entertaining the dial there, there is some very witty dialogue there is mm-hmm. and there's opportunities mm-hmm. to pee break it whenever you want or go get a beer mm-hmm. or whatever we did pause right. it because it's like oh hey we really want to hear the dialogue because there's so little of it yeah i would say it's a commentary on action movies that when they mentioned the uh there's a whole back and forth between anna darmus's character and ryan gosling about uh he tossed her an empty gun and she's like you this had no bullets you didn't. I didn't get a chance. You ran away. Like you should hand me bullets. Like you didn't get. Then you should, like, you say, you oh, the, the, there's there's no bullets. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, there's no bullets. There's no bullets. Like well, you don't throw a, a loaded gun. And it, it just felt like a, it was made by fans of action films who watch who would watch like Rambo marathons in their teens and then watch like Die Hard every year for Christmas and you just go. I know exactly what to do to make an action movie that pokes fun at like this is silly. Like like Dan always points out the never ending clips on yeah. the uh, the more. Um, Hollywood le- clips. The Hollywood, le- clips. Hollywood clips. The, the less the less accurate military films where they're shooting at transformers. Which I mean, yeah, robot aliens, whatever. But that clip does not end. Yeah, it's like, dude, fifteen rounds is less than three seconds. Yeah, and it's like. Meanwhile, Deadpool counts out the twelve he has. Yeah, he's like that's that because of budget. He they Fox kept pulling money out. They're like, we'll just make this shorter, I guess. Yeah. So be forewarned. Um, it's getting back movie. into it's an action movie. There are torture scenes. There's dudes getting fingernails pulled yeah. out. And it's a little gross. It's a there, little. There's death and there's violence. There's a little death. There's a little violence. He, yeah. he just straight up shoots people and then a yells little, at people. Like so. sort of child endangerment. Like yeah. vaguely, they were pretty. They skirted that. I think more than the other stuff. Surprisingly, not a lot of foul language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not a lot. Yeah, yeah. definitely PG thirteen. PG thirteen. Not for think, not I for the, the violence. Just not. Yeah, because I think there's the, not a lot of language. Yeah, I think yeah. the violence pushed it to the. Uh, there's, the rating, there's no nudity. Yeah. There's no nudity in it. No nudity. High yeah. body count. Holy cow, Torture. Yeah. 
definitely torture. The, the torture is a little. I mean, the dudes get uh, no shocked sexual in the st- cheeks. Dan, right? they, no they sexual situations. Yeah. Dan, how high did you get in your body count? Uh, over a hundred. Over a hundred. Yeah. Okay. Dan was counting. Have, have we checked this on uh, IMDb? Because they do post that. I did not. I didn't double check it, but I could check. I could check now, but I'm not gonna. But there was a yeah. lot of body count. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I was gonna. Body I was gonna guess like minimum in, of like six people in that one. That yeah. one room. Oh, I was gonna say two hundred. Including. Well, I'm saying in one scene, like six for sure with an explosion. Yeah. I mean, there's the a cops, lot of collateral. Then, there's cops. I mean, so this is a violent mm, film. I mean, like yeah. if you're sensitive to like, oh, you're shooting cops. And then actually, that comes up in the film. It's like, oh, we're going to start shooting the police now. Well, yeah, yeah, Chris Evans. Yes, we are. Chris Evans. Now that he's not playing Captain America anymore, is going hard into the. Vil- he played the uh, effectively a bad person in Knives Out. Yeah, he's playing uh, straight up the villain in this movie. Like, it, I like that he's getting to stretch his wings a little bit and say, "All right, cool, I get to do something a little different." Oh, but your wing on your right hand side yeah. <laughs> is missing some fingernails, so you're like, yeah, yeah, that one, was one of the characters a, lost a couple fingers. Yeah, and, and it yeah, happens. and another one lost some fingernails. Love, so love, yeah, it's a little gross. Part of spycraft. So, some more, some I, more hand violence in this film than anything. I, I would say that made it a little bit less believable, and we were commenting about that as we we're oh, watching yeah, it. We're yeah. just like, dude, just got shot and stabbed seven times. He and he's up again, like in thirty seconds, and, he, and he's got witty one-liners. Still. He does. Yeah, that's and why then, it's like an eighties movie. <laughs> Rambo gets blasted to hell, and he just keeps walking around like, "I'm going to get him." So, like sus- that's sus- how it is. Suspension of disbelief was a problem for me in this movie. Yeah, and I mean, uh, for me, I, I'm gonna just say, as a movie viewer, I care way more about like characters and character development and like believability. How do, how do, you know, what are the character stories? And like action movies, because I care about those things, action movies never really speak to me. That's not my thing. But suspension of disbelief was a problem for me in this. Movie. Have you ever seen the first Die Hard? No. You, I think you'd like it because that's the only time Bruce Willis is just a dude saving the day. All the other ones, actually, those like, are the action movies I like. Is when it's like it's not this like wish fulfillment of being a hero of like oh somehow somehow I can kill two hundred and fifty dudes yeah. that are shooting well, at me and not get shot. Hopefully, Correct. hopefully, uh, Dan will stick to this. We'll try to do uh, Die Hard for the Christmas episode this year. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, we we'll we'll put it on the calendar I, and I hopefully hear, we'll get around. I to hear it. it is a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas. Yeah, it takes place at Christmas. It, anyway, it, it's better than those uh, Santa films which we brought up during the watching. Of this oh, I love because, Bad Santa. It's great because Bad Santa. So John Ritter's many, last role. Yeah, as so, the mall uh, manager. Uh, <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. Like, let's talk oh, about I, like the oh, acting performances in this movie. Uh, he kept playing it very understated. He did. I I don't know who played the niece. I think she did an excellent job best acting ever best acting ever yeah actually she well for what it was how it was written i don't know that it was believable for a 14 year old but like it, it, she did a the actress did a good job she well, did a good well, portrayal if, if her parents had died and her uncle or grandpa or whoever the uncle uncle because they referred to her as a niece uncle, as was protecting her that's it's like oh you're a big cia guy i suppose okay yeah whatever uh, yeah, the it, young it, actress was Julia Butters. Julia Butters did a good. She did a good job. I, I will say it, it seems Props like a way her. of like shoehorning in a child into a spy's life, who's not likely to have a like child raising responsibility. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was it was like the the main character's Achilles' heel was this little girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it became kind of a, like like taken. Yeah. You've got to go save yeah, the, yeah. the child. But was the main character like Billy Bob Thornton or was it Six? Because I thought it was Sierra Six. It it was both of them. I mean, yeah. she she was the trigger for both. She, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she yeah. was the leverage for both to get both of them to act yeah. the yes. way the bad guys wanted them to. Yeah, yeah, and this is a movie of tropes. And I like that they broke a couple of them or went with a newer direction of tropes where they threatened Billy Bob Thornton and he promptly 
brought in his uh, his asset, uh, Sierra Six. I've seen a lot of other movies where they hold out for a while, and it's a un- disconnected action scene. Like, down. yeah, yeah, like okay, like cool. I just want to see this happen. Like you know, it's going to. So they mm-hmm. just the Russos understand action. They went they got right straight to the quick. Yeah, I, I agree. I this has been a great example of traditional big summer blockbuster action films. There's a few more coming out this year that I'm interested in seeing as well. But I think this kind of sets the stage as far as really quality filmmaking. The editing was really well done. While the script writing was minimal and the acting was somewhat minimal, there's a lot of good action sequences. Uh, so Brian mentioned uh, the colors. What, yeah. let, let's take the, the color, one the second to, to, to call out the cinematography. Yeah. And so yeah. that is that is the use of... Both the the way it's shot and and the perspective, the, the lights that are used. So there were a lot of scenes where a lot of interesting light was used. Mm-hmm. There was there was both practical light, the the sun. There mm-hmm. were daylight scenes. There were fireworks. There was a fight scene with flashlights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. the uh, the scene where he uh, saved the kid, like the, when he first got an assignment to watch the knees. knees. And you point you point out like the blue light in the background, the yellow light in the house. Yeah, so like so there there was the practical light of the 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 lamp. Yeah, and the guy was also fighting with a flashlight, so it changed the light throughout the scene. Yeah, oh, and there was, was also scene. blue light coming from the pool. Made it, yeah. made it believable. Yep. It made it believable, and it was also technically very. Uh, accomplished the way the cinematographer mm-hmm. lit that scene. And, and the use and, of drones. And, and that was throughout. There was also a lot of drone photography throughout. Which but I think in a really fun way. They had the that zoom that went past the, uh, like from the... It was, it was used appropriately. Level, yeah, the first level balcony to the ground level to follow a car. Like, I, yeah. I say, sometimes the perspective of the camera was really imaginative and really well done. Like, and, and I mean, like... You, you know, shots from directly above or where the camera would like rotate 90 degrees sideways, to, to sideways. Oh, yeah, sideways. Like, as the guy got thrown. Yeah. 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 And that was really that was cool. I the, haven't the, seen that before. The, the Russos are. F- I don't know if they're amazing directors. Like I like them because they do a lot of projects I tend to like, but they do have a specific eye for just the visuals of mm-hmm. the like they really blow up with. Uh, la- I'll try to make this last other movie I reference Captain America Winter Soldier, which is, in my opinion, like one of the best MCU like movies for spycraft basically spy stuff robert redford is like the bad guy and they just really prove they you know show they have the chops to make a action film with low practical effects 90 percent. i don't think they're saying green screen in this really I, probably not a lot but uh, i i would say well, when there, ryan gosling is running on the strassenbahn on the true, car yeah. true. and jumps to to his girlfriend's true, car true. as it's driving yeah we that was suspension that was of a belief co- yeah. that was a composited shot for do we, sure do we yeah. think the plane was cg the plane was I, also I don't know. cg I have yeah. no idea. The, the plane was a composited shot probably yeah, yeah. i'm yeah. the so, viewer and, that will go in and, and just uh, say whoa they really did this yeah watch transform a sweet and light summer movie. We also Correct. have some sweet and light summer beers. We did. Um, to match this, special uh, effects, I think, were good. I think our beers kind of lined up to the three parts of the film pretty well. I think it mm-hmm. started a little sweet and a little light, and then it got a little more serious and a little heavier. They, there's been some comparisons to like, okay, so when you, when you have films like franchises and they want to make this into a franchise, where are the spinoffs? And they could come from anywhere because there's a lot of extra hanging threads out there because it's, you know, CIA operatives. And they come from that. hops. Yeah. They come the from hops. come from hops. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> so, I'm glad I'm not the only one who fails at the segue. 
uh, I can't wait for the Thursday episode uh, miniseries following the little girl. Exactly. She's <laughs> going to get raised. She's going to be just like the daughter and the old man. And then she's oh, going to drink beer. And she's going to drink beer. Or Leo right. the professional. So <laughs> We keep uh, hinting here, at beer. <laughs> here at Movie and a Beer, we've, we really enjoyed this film. We think you should watch it. It's a, it's a good, fun summer blockbuster. Not necessarily young kid appropriate because of the violence and shooting and stuff, but there's no nudity and there's not a lot of foul language, but it is just action. Two hours it's of action. It's a sexless movie. <laughs> pretty much. It is fun to watch with friends. Yeah. It is. Fun to watch with friends. And, and when you do that, Make sure you get yourself some good beers to do with it. So. Unless you're sober, then don't break your streak. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do we have or, any or straight edge listeners? Like, uh, of the five of them? Who knows? It seems <laughs> no, like no. that we're not up there. Get that one-year chip. Or, That's or all find, I'm saying. Get find, that one-year chip. Find a nice wine that you can... A white wine or rosé, because you don't want to do red wine. Because that's way too Get heavy. yourself a white claw. A white claw, some yeah. seltzer. You or, guys are judging something that doesn't need to be judged. They're, they're pretty good. Yeah, seltzer's not bad. It depends on who makes it. But I'm, I'm here for the general audience, the lowest common denominator. It's a all big right. world. There's room for seltzer lovers and There's action movie lovers, for everyone. too. The, pool, we drink, yeah. the pool is open to everyone right now. Yeah. Including Lloyd Hansen get his face kicked in. Yeah. But we... He didn't right, what, what are the three beers we had tonight, Dan? <laughs> Thank you, okay, so again, we, we mentioned that we knew what we were going to watch. We stopped at... Bridgetown Beer House. Bridgetown Beer House over here in off North Mississippi in the Nopo area, neighborhoodish, uh, just off I-5, not far. We found three amazing beers, and one of them we had had before, and the other two we had not. We, we got something from Pono Brewing, something from Grains of Wrath, and something from Bren, Ben Brewing, which is out of Bend, Oregon. Um, Grains of Wrath is out of Vancouver, Washington, but they do have a site here in North Portland on yep, North yep. Williams. They have a tap house there. And Pono is out of the east side of Portland. They do have production. And they are opening up a tap room, I believe, Ooh. which used to be called Columbia River Brewing, which I believe they took it over. I do not know if it's open yet or not, but I'm excited to go check them out because they're beer on draft. They do some crazy stuff, not traditional. They they're, tend to be a little off the side edge here. They, they make a beer called Soylent. It's made out of people. Yeah. Gross. And then Charles and Heston starts screaming about it. Yeah. yeah. Damn dirty apes. Oh, wait. <laughs> that's a different film. No, the, anyway. apes, the apes use people to make Soylent. There you go. That's the mashup okay. I want to watch. So this uh, first beer that we tried, which <laughs> comes in a, in what you would call an imperial size pint. It's a big boy. Can. It is taller it, than a tall boy. It is an extra tall And boy. it actually tends to be cheaper. What, would you call that a taller after. boy? It's a taller boy. And mm-hmm. it's so it's the Pineapple Express. Cold style ale from Pono Brewing, and it's like four point nine percent, twelve ABU, twelve IBU. I can't talk today. What what's going on here? It's a cloudy kind of golden white foamy. Uh, it's got a lot of pineapple on the nose. The body has some light green and biscuity things going on. Mild yeast, and and it's a little bit sweet on the mid and back, but it's a lot of pineapple. And and Brian oh, and I kind of mentioned this. He got about halfway or a little bit more than halfway through. It was like, how is it still tasting? And he's like, it tastes. It's even better because it sweetens a little bit as it warms up. So it helps you drink it more because you're like, oh, I'm more thirsty now, so I want more and more and more. Yeah, so that's why it's in an extra tall boy. Not that it's lower alcohol, but it's just they know you're going to want a lot. Well, of the, of the three of the beers, I actually <laughs> like this the best. Nice. Likewise. Because it, it, uh, Spoiler alert. It, it, was, it was very light. It was, at first, I kind of was taken aback by the it, it kind of tasted pine, like pineapple straight juice, pineapple juice, straight yeah. out of the dull can. But I kind of, kind of grew on me, and it was easy to drink, 
You yeah. just sip while I was watching an action movie. I, yeah. it, it's like technically proficient, um, kind of a, a little bit sweet, but you know, it's it's balanced. Once you once your palate acclimates to it a little bit, like the the, the sweet and the tart, uh, I, I think it matched the movie really well in that regard. Like, yeah, technically it had the balance. Profi- yeah, balance. Yes. Technical yeah. balance. Yeah. Yes, and, and like great during the summer. Yeah. Right, yeah, and it's warm it, down here, it, so yeah, we're, we're we need something lighter. Yeah, uh, yeah FYI, <laughs> it's been warm in Portland. So. It, it, initially, it was a little off-putting because it, mm-hmm. it definitely you can taste the pineapple right up front, right, right, and you don't expect that from a beer. True, it's not yes. like it doesn't tr- fit the the traditional beer profile. But no, it, it doesn't. It was easy to. I mean, you know, it was like. Hey, I want my juice box. I, I've had this one before, and I, I, I remember <laughs> Capri liking, Sun. Thanks, Mom. I remember yeah. liking Capri Sun before too. So nice. Uh, to quote a friend of ours, "I like beer. This yes. is a good beer. This is a good beer. This is drinkable. Uh, we've had this on draft a few places. Uh, you can find it in cans at like Fred Meyer and most major grocery stores. They distribute it pretty widely. They've they've kind of ramped up their distribution on it." This is their namesake beer for the most part. It's everywhere for the most. Like like I said, you can find it at all major grocery stores, and it's not as expensive. I think they sell it in four packs or six packs. I can't remember, but it is uh, an typically extra four. Tall, yeah, I think because it's so tall, it, they always do four. I don't think six. Extra tall. Extra tall. Taller. Yeah. So uh, this is this is the yeah, size so of an packs. imperial pint. It's like nineteen and a half ounces. So it's a little bit bigger than a standard pint, which is only like. So and, so if you have a movie night with 16. the boys, one of you is gonna be fu- you're gonna be fighting over the last one, and they'll be just like the Gray Man, where they beat the shit out of each other. That's my beer. Bam, bam, bam. I'm Lloyd Punch. Yes. Okay. And, and what was the name of this beer again, Dan? Pono Brewing Pineapple Express. So okay. this is a Kolsch style ale with pineapple. Wait, there's a Again, train. There's a train tie-in as well. I didn't even pineapple realize. express. Yes. Okay. So the other thing or is, is it a reference to the movie? Exactly. Because the movie's it's, terrible. It's super fast and goes fast and whatever. But so Kolsch style ale means that you can't actually call a beer a Kolsch unless it's made in Cologne, Germany, because that's where it's from. That's what the beer is named after. Uh, it protected, uh, protected. It is uh, well. Yep. It is not necessarily. You're not going to get sued for copyright, but in the beer industry, if you call it a Kolsch. People are gonna look at you like, "Would you import that?" Because mm. they know it's like, "Hey, you can't." It's a cold style ale, which is you know anybody can make an ale. It's it's a lot easier than a lot. Well, of I was thinking like there's uh, um, so like Parmesan cheese. There are laws in the EU for like the the origin of where that cheese came from and how it has to be from Parma, Italy. And if Correct. it's like a Parmesan style cheese, like you could call it Parmesan style. But Parmesan, there are a DOC is is you know what, what, depending on the language, you know wh- what those laws are actually named, and they for wine or cheese or other products. Correct. It it, it really depends upon yeah where it's made. Correct. Um, so I it, it, it makes that. sense for like uh, in the I, EU this would apply. This is I believe is like, also the like, same Germany yeah, laws. Yeah, it's like sh- champagne is is from Champagne. You Otherwise, it's it. just you know sparkling. Yeah, I knew I knew about the wine. wine. I had no mm. idea about the Parmesan cheese. Parmesan cheese. Where does crafts come from? Prosecco. Well, we're the in same. the United States. We got different effing laws here. So <laughs> so in America, you can call anything anything. I don't um, like America right now. God, <laughs> what's wrong with you? I like America. Apple. Do, do, should I explain? <laughs> no, you don't have to explain. All right, so moving on. <laughs> Perfect this, kickoff to season five. The, the, the second, the, the second beer, the second beer that we had, the second movie we watched, <laughs> was from Grains of Wrath Brewing, and it was called Thrash Panda Pilsner, four point eight percent, and it doesn't tell what the IBUs are, and it's not really high. It, it has a little bit of bitterness to it, but it's kind of cool. The can is the reason I bought it, not necessarily from the name. Well, we I was like, oh, it has panda on the name, but so this is a hundred percent. German Noble Hopped Pilsner with a little bit of floral up front 
and lemon zest, cracker and honey, which is mm. a really, really standard yeah, it was German great. Pilsner mm-hmm. standard approach. Mm-hmm. This, I think, is one of their better beers that I've had. They make a lot of really super hopped up IPAs and some New England style stuff. But for their lagers and their lighter beers, I think this is probably one of the better ones they've made. This might be my favorite of the three. To pull up Brian, I'm just going to say this was the one I enjoyed the most while watching this movie. Now, I no know one. I know there, there were parts of this movie that were situated in Vienna, in Austria. I don't remember. Was there a scene in Berlin as well? There was a Berlin thing. Okay. Was there? Yeah. Cool. yeah. I thought there was. I couldn't remember. I don't remember what happened in Berlin. That, that's my one critique of the film is the Russos loved to jet set across the country, quote unquote, because they used Around the green world. Screen, but. They go, they go to Washington, D.C. The, the country of the They go to world? Langley. They go to Vir- Virginia. <laughs> I've been to Langley. They go to Langley. They go to D.C. So, and then sorry. everything else is overseas. Sorry, I detract from uh, what Aaron was saying because I forgot that the word country doesn't mean the world. Bangkok. <laughs> yeah, you're like world champions. <laughs> world champions for NFL. Like USA. No, no you're USA. not. No, yeah. not world. Not world. Sorry, sorry, what were you saying about... <laughs> All right, so what did you guys think about this beer? Okay, so I, I did also enjoy it. So this is part of the North Bank Brewers Alliance, which is the breweries that are in the Vancouver and Clark County metro area, which is a suburb of Portland for the most part, there's a lot of really good breweries that are out there, and these guys have been making beer for a number of years, and they do some really high-class, good-quality stuff, along with a lot of the other brewers that are out of Vancouver. And I'm glad that these guys are now canning and distributing pretty widely. We did get this out of bottle shop, so and the brewery, they like I said, they have a tap room that has cans and stuff available on North Williams. Are there cans there? Yeah, they have a little. It's cooler. been a minute since I've been to that that location. Yeah. They have coolers. I love going there because they always have. They rotate their seasonal stuff really rapidly, so you can always visit like once a month and find new stuff. I think Grainsworth it matched the movie really well. I think it yeah. was a, a well balanced beer. Floral, fruity, sweet was was like nicely balanced. Yeah, I think of like the uh, Pineapple Express as being a very much a, like a summertime sort of. Um, the the Kolsch style being very appropriate for summer. This one I think has got a little bit more of like a, a seasonal um, reach, where it's not just a summer beer. You know, this Correct. is something I could drink around the the calendar, and I'd be Correct. happy with it for, it, for it sure. Is. Spring and fall, yeah, going it, into it, the uh, it, cooler and mm-hmm. it, it's months. very traditional. I applaud them for making a really good traditional beer that doesn't have any weird flavors. It's just straight up. I like the can because the cover is cool. It's a chick with the guitar and raccoon clothing but also has underneath the alcohol by volume don't be an asshole recycle i saw that yes we made this beer for you to enjjoy fresh and then brewed in can by grains of wrath blah, 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 blah. yeah uh, fresh but all caps what is, right so you're holding an empty can oh yeah of course what is the date on the bottom of the can because most of the the, the cool uh, breweries god are, of war oh my god it actually says i don't care whatever and then 5 27 22 god of war I mean, Grant's a rat. I just, yeah. I, it's G-O-W. G-O-W. Props to their marketing department because no, I just please, noticed. Please UP, check me. Like, it legit says, I don't signal. care whatever. The UTC yeah. really code fun. is actually Washington and Oregon. Yes. Oh, is? I didn't yeah. catch that. Yeah. A little uh, local. Pride. I appreciate a brewery yeah. that puts a little extra work into the can. It's, it's not required, obviously. I'll buy based off the name and I'll buy based off Dan's recommendation. Yeah. But when you put a little bit of extra work into making the can look cool or like the little details, that's a nice touch. They, they are it making, rewards the curious. They are making a major effort in and, their marketing. And there are people who pick beers off the shelf via the picture oh, via yeah. the bar oh, I'm raising my hand like, I'm one of them I mean half, half of the I movies Steve Lock- I said, beers I we do are based on the on picture, the picture on, the on the can let yeah, alone exactly. or the name it's like let's pick that because you know at that point we've we've had so many we've done a lot of episodes and, 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 and this one has this cool pick. emo girl that, panda girl yeah 
with a sword and a guitar. And so a guitar. depending, sword and guitar. Guitar. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. She's got it's a all the demographics. Sword. Yes, like, but I will say that, that all my boxes to, are checked, man. <laughs> not not to minimize the beer is a good beer and it like, no, yeah, it absolutely. On its own it's, again, it's my favorite. The, yeah. without the art, it, like, it fit, oh, of course, fit the film just fine. Yeah, yes, it did. Like I said, it's it's my favorite of the three. And beer number three, beer number three was was water. It, it's I'm I'm still sipping on one here, and and it's actually probably the biggest of the three. Alpha so blonde. this is Alpha Alpha Blonde, it's, yeah. which is a hoppy blonde ale Alpha. from Ben Brewing let, let, Company. Let Aaron say it again. I like it. Ben the Brewing Alpha Blonde. Alpha Blonde. Yeah, good job. Hoppy Blonde Ale. Yeah, yeah, yeah so hoppy. 5.2% ABV and 35 IBU. Yeah, 35 IBU, you will. Pours a traditional light color with a small wispy white head. Damn foreigners. Drink Ben. What is this bit? It is it is a nice it, I was it, encouraging it actually, Aaron and then Dan jumped on. So there's, Dan yes ended. There's a bit of honey that really runs all the way from the front to the back of this beer with a little bit of floral. Similar to what a Pilsner is gonna be. So this has a nice honey adjacent or you know, aroma and floral kind of as I stick my nose on the candy. Yeah, you went for you went for a fresh sniff. That's awesome. <laughs> fresh sniff. It, it it's hoppy in the aromatics. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie, mm-hmm. but the taste isn't as hoppy as you would expect. It's not very intense. It has a very drinkable medium body, a light carbonate, light to medium carbonation. It was really drinkable. I, I like Blondales and this one too. Yeah, all three beers are very dry. That's yeah. all I'm gonna say. If you're not into like my mouth is really dry right now, I'm like, oh, I need some water or something else, and it's just like, oh well, you know, because these it, beers dry out because it, it, of the acids. It's hard for me to think of that as dry because there's so much fruit, there's so much floral. To me, it seems a little like it's not a sweet beer, but there's there's so much of those, those that tone to it. To me, the 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 fruit acidity to it dries out on the back, like mm. well after the fact. You're like, oh, my mouth is now dry. Yeah. I'll All admit, three beers have done this to me. I'll admit, I was pretty much fully into the film, digging every single moment. And this was my... I had a beer before we watched, so this is my fourth beer. So I didn't notice all these notes. I liked it, but uh, again, of the three, I really prefer the uh, one before this, the uh, thr- the Thrash Pandas. But I feel like... I, I assume that you guys are right. <laughs> I, I could probably what, see like honey it, notes it, happening and all that. I, I just I, drank it and thought, this is good. I, 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 I'll take exception of being right because I do think like everyone's palate is different. Like I like acidity. Yeah, that's I, true. I like citrus. I like that kind of tartness that comes with you know lemon cake. Lemon-based desserts are some of my I do love favorites. a lemon yeah. cake. And so that, that sweet tart kind of balance like i really liked pineapple express and that's just because of my palate and the things i like you know i love the lemon bars and how when i eat one it reminds me of being a little boy in the midwest hot summer days and yeah mm. we know that i don't love serious hops i don't like a whole lot you don't of want hops. a super hoppy beer i don't want a super you don't read hop on pop ever and and this clearly no. had more hops a more hopped flavor than the other two yes. beer, mm-hmm. but it was it was pretty light on the hops, and I was fine drinking it with with the movie. Mm-hmm. Nice. So we've we've chatted about these three this great movie and these three beers we had. Do we want to talk about like so? What was our favorite scene? Like, let's revisit that. Like, what what inspired you to want to watch this film again? If you do want to watch it again, don't start with me. I'm going to need a moment. Every right. time. Lloyd Hanson spoke. I'm, I'm on board. Chris Evans is, I wouldn't call a Nick Cage performance like the Honest Trailers did, but he was going for something different. And I, I'm good for him. A lot of actors don't do that. And he was just going for yelling the word ass when he got shot in the ass with 
the of the trank dart, kicked a guy and said, idiot, bang, 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 shot him dead. Like just every time he was being like an over the top turd, it was very 90s, very con air kind of performance, which I know I'm evoking more Nick Cage, but very, his performance felt very 90s, a little not Gary Oldman kind of eating the scenery. Kind of an ode yeah, to like it. Yeah, like an ode you know? to it. Like he was the bad guy you like you, you enjoyed. Like I felt like I was watching The Rock. I really enjoyed all the kind of clever one liners throughout yeah. the film. Yeah, there were so some there, there wasn't Every any, single person had one. Yeah. There wasn't any specific scene. Even though I I did really like the the scene in Vienna where we had an armored car chasing a Strassenbahn <laughs> with an Corvette. I I just so it was a it was a guns blazing streetcar chase, and the editing was really well done. Yeah, it, it kept the tension going, it cutting between you know three different moving vehicles, uh, six different characters all yeah. firing different kind of guns. Oh yeah, with those awesome cows. drone shots from above going like Whoa. yeah, and and, and love me a drone shot. The, the pacing of the editing kept the tension up throughout the whole scene. Mm-hmm. So I really love that scene. All right. I'll, I'll say I, I like there was a moral redemption of a spy master who, who came without spoilers. I'll say it came around to do what their character uh, uh, would have paid not to conceived as the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was a moral redemption that I thought like, okay, I felt, I felt good with that character and then mm-hmm. you know, the character's mm-hmm. decision and their development, which, you know, that, that, it's hard to talk about without doing spoilers. Would you watch a movie with that character, like a separate movie with just that character? I would. You know, so I think I, I would. I think my expectation would probably be like 6 out of 10 or 7 out of 10, but I'd watch the movie. Would you like it better if it was a little more Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, more more spycraft, less action? More spycraft, but for me, it's always about connecting with characters I care about. So like yeah. the Bourne films... Yeah. You know who Jason Bourne is as a dude. And even you, if and he you, doesn't. And even if he doesn't. And you care about Jason Bourne as a dude because you know who he is. Here, there's a lot of characters. It's just like, oh, it's this person and here's their name. And then pff, you're off. Yeah. And, yeah. and so like, it, it, for me, I don't get emotionally invested in a lot of the characters because it's like, aside from knowing what their name is, I really don't know what their story is, what their context is, and like what, who they were before the situation. Yeah. Totally. It's just, oh, hey, here, here's there's this character... Here's their name, which I have. I'm about to say, most even the them. name is a little tricky. It's yeah, like, even the name is nice. The, uh, no. I'll admit, we're referring to a lot of these uh, characters by their actor names. Yep. 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 I want to say that my favorite line would be, "Can I chew gum in the house?" Because <laughs> that comes up multiple times. It's like it's it's a good tension breaking moment in the film between yeah. yep. the niece and the lead character when the characters connect with each other. Yes, yeah. it's like, oh, we're gonna bond over that. Yeah, yeah. Because I like bubblegum, and I only like bubblelicious. That's watermelon. Watermelon. Bubble. I still think he said, "Is there any other option?" Because he's been in jail for however many. Oh no, years. he said that's the one. Oh, he said that's my favorite. There is no other. Yeah, but I still think it's because he's in jail. Yeah, he's probably just messing with everyone's. Him. Everyone's smuggling cigarettes and uh, and and toilet hooch, not gum. Toilet, <laughs> toilet hooch. hooch. Yeah, wow. yeah, you can make wine in the toilet. As yeah. per Futurama. It's movie and toilet hooch. Yeah, there you go. It's a YouTube short and toilet hooch, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hooch goes right. right through you. So do we want to do a beer name rename game on this one? Because there's a lot of interesting keywords. Ooh, which beer and do we choose? What beer do we choose? I think we I'm all really voting. like Pono. I'll go for Pono. Because right. we want to do something fun so and with exciting. Pono. With Pono, I got one already. So, all right, all right. So for those fans that are new to the podcast, we do this thing called Plot Keyword 
beer name leaning game. Aaron and I were staring each other down, and Dan got scared. I was like, "What are you doing over there?" We're we're, we're doing the intimidation game, like uh, Sierra Six and um, Lloyd Hansen. Lloyd Hansen. It's our wolf ancestry. Who's dominant? Well, I have I have a mustache. I'm Lloyd. Yeah, you you clean shave, dude. What's up with that? It's hot, it's hot outside. I was like, all right, I know what you did. I'm yeah. just messing with you. Well, just wait until I, I cut off the rest of it. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so the Mo plot Hawk. keyword... Re- the, the brand name rename game using plot keywords from whatever the show or episode or whatever you're watching movie-wise, you go to IMDb, you scroll partway down the page about halfway, and there's like a, a summary section that has some circled words and then a more. And those are the plot keywords. So there's some... This film has about 67 that have been submitted by IMDb users. And what we do is we rename a beer based loosely on these keywords. And then someone obviously wins because sometimes they're hit and miss. Sometimes they're right on point. Typically, newer movies that don't have a lot of press have five to seven. Older cult classics have the most because the fans are not, they don't have money to buy the thing, but they have the free time to. Uh, praise the thing. Well, I think they accrete kind of over time, and so if something's yeah, you know, yeah, 15 yeah. years old, then there can be 300 keywords in Depending there. on the movie. Yeah. Like, Die Hard's probably got over a thousand. Like, any, any of the Evil Dead's or Army of Darkness's, at least, like, yeah, they've been around a while. Yeah, yeah. Okay, people, so, people love that shit. So if you guys have one, let's let's go ahead and, and, and again, yeah. you can use the plot keywords, or you can not, and do whatever you want, or what it doesn't matter. <laughs> we're, we're, we're just trying to be fun and, and come up with something creative. Well, so Pono Brewing, Pineapple Express, uh, if, if I were to rename it and market it under another name, I would call this beer Shirtless. <laughs> All right, <laughs> which is which is similar to what I was going to do, but we're going to come back around. And we're going to let everybody else go first because everyone's laughing because that's, a, that's no a good Blake's one, laughing is very loud because the way Aaron just posed up like shirtless, shirtless. he puffed up just, when he said, yeah, it. like, "I'm oh. proud of that one." His peacock good feathers about are out. It, it's yeah. blocking the mirror. It's really cool. No, the shirtless is yeah, a great yeah. name for Let's this. Let's be honest. He took off his shirt and flexed for us. Yeah, yeah, he is ripped, <laughs> ripped like. The main like, character Jesus. is it, there's some rippedness going on in this film, and I was like, "Oh my god, he's ripped!" When we saw it, I, I was just gonna stick with hit it like a meatball with a freight train, <laughs> because Lloyd says this at one point about the tram smashing into a dude, and I was like, "I have to write this down." That is exactly right. Hit it's it like a meatball with a freight train. Quite a yeah. line. It's not good, not good for this beer, but it's just fun to say out loud. And I'm gonna call it Final Showdown. Ooh, not like Face Off, but just Final Showdown. Yeah. All right. All I can't right, wait for right, Face Off right. 2 where they put their faces back on each other. <laughs> I'm similar to what Aaron had said. I'm going to call it bare chested ah. instead of shirtless because bare chested mm. is a little bit more sexy mm. than shirtless. Because shirtless could be men or women, but bare chested is like, oh, you're really showing something off. Is There's it weird that when you said bare chested, I thought about the animal bear first? <laughs> <laughs> and it is the commercial pouring the beer down a yes. Well, well, play, a really a play, hairy chest, full like, hairy chest, <laughs> loud, slow which saxophone. Is not seen at all in this film. That would be hilarious. It's like you want to totally flip wow, it. Wow, yeah, this movie. <laughs> Everyone's hairless. <laughs> I, I made a joke about being sexless earlier. Like no one takes their shirts off or anything. No, they don't. Yeah. There's, there's the a fashion's few kind on of point. Skin scenes. Oh, there are. You and know what? I'm on. Sh- can I change my answer to white pants? <laughs> white pants. Oh, the white bulge. Ooh. The white bulge. That's America's bulge. <laughs> it is. That's America's bulge. That would be the name right it was there. America's That's bulge. America's bulge. <laughs> America's bulge. Because oh, we have a winner, <laughs> we winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's a well done. I'm gonna overcharge for arcade games, also. <laughs> the Baron Raccoon say it is so. Yep. It is so. All right, Baron so Raccoon. 
I, thanks for listening, everybody. I mean, we, we had a really good time watching this. Oh, you're welcome, Dan. And, and drinking these beers. I mean, I, if you're going to do something, you must hydrate. Yeah, please hydrate. Or you're going to hydrate like... 250 people did in this movie. Kind of. I was going to name a, a, a key player, but I'm glad you, you jumped in. Thank you. Yeah. Lots, of, lots hydrate, of expendable people. Hydrate. You're going to hydrate across various parts of Europe and the uh, the rest of the world. Yeah. And Asia. Asia. Central Asia. East Coast of America. Don't Washington, make my, D.C. Don't they, make my traffic they worse, they didn't man. Do anything, they didn't really do anything in Central or, central or South America. I've, that, no, no, it was no, all, no. all Europe and Asia. And Europe no and East Coast of America. No, no West Coast. Like, we have Langley and Washington, D.C. Yep, yep, yep. Right. Traffic's bad enough, guys. Please don't die from dehydration in Washington, D.C. I yeah. just want to go to du- DuPont. Yeah, uh, yeah, watch movies responsibly. Yeah. And in your house. Responsibly, as we do. <laughs> on occasion. Sure. <laughs> you was, guys do. That was the joke, Dan. It was I like, know. oh, it was a drink yeah. responsibly. It was like, watch movies. It's too subtle for our audience. They're pretty good setup. Uh, they like, I, our audience loves the jerky boys. We got to go big. No, I have faith in our audience. They're smart people. I'm one of the audience. You shouldn't. Yeah. All right. So the opinions expressed during the taping of this recording here, those are the hosts. And, and this is Dan signing out. I mean, thanks for hanging in there. This has been a fun episode. And we had, we really enjoyed this film. I think we all really liked it. And I think we all enjoyed all three beers. So find something you want to drink and enjoy. Enjoy this one. Thanks for listening. This is Aaron. This is Brian. Thanks for listening.